Welcome into another edition, a state semifinal edition of the Varsity Podcast. Justin Barney, Sponge Franklin, we're back in studio today after a few weeks of uh, illness and being out of the office and stuff. So good to be back with Sponge today. Sponge, man, we got a lot of ground to cover, a lot of ground to cover from last week's regional final games. A lot of, uh, a couple big upsets to me. Uh, we'll run down the scoreboard first. Buholtz 21, Bartram Trail 20, massive upset. Columbia 20, Choctaw 14 in overtime. Florida High 38, Swanee 13, Bradford 28, Baker County 17, Bowles 21, Reigns 14, UC 36, 27 over Trinity Christian, and Union County 41, 6 over Lafayette. Sponge. Man, yeah. what a wild week of regional finals, and I think let's dive into the two big upsets first. Buholtz 21, Bartram Trail 20. I don't think either of us saw this coming. Regular season, Bartram 21, Buholtz 6. Buholtz in the last week of the regular season gets crushed by Bowles by 21, and then they're able to come up to Bartram and sneak out of there with a one-point win. Yep. We, uh, we knew that when you play a team twice, like we said last week, it's always, you know, what what team's going to show up? Are you overlooking this team because you dominated them the first time around? Are you, you know, you thinking that you're just going to cruise in? And we knew that Buholtz is very capable. They've been one of the best teams in in our area in the in the three five two Gainesville and Jacksonville area, and they came out and Creed Whittemore went off, man. Unbelievable like the game dude, for the, Creed. The dude balled. So I mean, they they couldn't contain him with his legs, you know, and Basically, they were just always in control of the game. And, you know, Bartram hung in. They, they got scores to get get it tight. They kicked the field goal late to make it a one-score game, but then they ultimately couldn't couldn't get a stop, and they turned it over and then just, you know, couldn't couldn't overcome it. Very surprised at that one. I thought Bartram Trail, this was the year to play for a state championship in the uh, yeah. suburban classification, and they've been, you know, one of our top two-ranked teams all season long. Uh, and very surprised that they lost on their home field in that situation. And um, the the ghost of having to beat a team twice really yeah. kind of comes into play a couple times. Well, it's just that, too, also, you know, when you, like these these games are so critical. And, you know, winner go home, all that. And it gets real tight. You don't, you don't maybe start the game well, and then all of a sudden you get some trickle down. And then next thing you know, you're in a tight four-quarter ball game. And things don't go your way, this, that, and the other. And, like, it's just – it's just hard to win some of those games sometimes. So if you're not having your best night, you know, you could come up with an L. And that's basically it's, it's basically what happened to Bartram. You know, I feel bad for those guys because I, I did think this was a great mm-hmm. team that they had offense, defense, all that. And, you know, some of it didn't come up big. They, they couldn't contain the quarterback. And then, obviously, they didn't score like they've been scoring in the last couple of weeks. Unreal to me to lose that game at home. And it just shows how tough things get. The third round to me has always been that separator in the playoffs. It's not the first round, you know. In the in the past, you were usually matching up against a team that you had either a seen before yeah. or blown wasn't, out, crushed. wasn't as yeah. good, yeah. you know, in the the old format structure. So uh, I do think this was uh, a, a much better playoff road throughout uh, for for teams. Um, the structure, although Metro Suburban did dilute things, I think in terms of a quality state championship, you know, you're going to have different state champions but I think for what we got in the playoffs very good mm-hmm. matchups throughout and um, Buholtz to me again what happened to them in the playoffs they barely win uh, their first round game a very tough game I believe um, against Pine Forest yep. um, and then you get waxed by Bowles in week 11 I mean that is Bowles that good or was Buholtz just sleepwalking into the playoffs uh, and then Bartram at home crazy atmosphere 
and that 12 and 0 season turns into 12 and 1. Great season for Daryl Sutherland and the Bears. It just did not pan out uh, with a state semifinal berth, but. Uh, Great job by Coach Whittemore and the Bobcats of Buholzer in the state semifinals for the second straight year. They beat Nice in the regional final last year. So uh, two for two in terms of knocking out St. John's County teams in the regional finals in 2021 and 2022. Ch- uh, Columbia uh, cools off Choctaw. They end up winning in overtime. Great one for the boys in Lake City. And we talked about them beginning of the year, Sponge. We expected so much more from them mm-hmm. early on. Yep. And it just did not materialize until – um, I think until that Union County loss, and that really kind of helped them turn the page. But they win in overtime. Their defense comes up big again. Um, Choctaw's dream season, you know, they had gone on the road th- two weeks in a row, and they beat St. Augustine, came back uh, from a 28-6 deficit in the third quarter. Uh, they win that game. Uh, so good showing from Demetrius Jackson Sr. in the Columbia Tigers. Swanee bows out in Region 1-2S. They lose 38-13. Not a surprise. Florida High is pretty darn good. Yep. Um, Region 2-2S, Bradford, Baker County, another rematch. Did not see that upset, yep. um, but it was a good game. No, they, definitely Baker played a lot better than they did the first mm-hmm. time around. And that, that was such so early in the season, you know, week one or whatever it was, you know, and Bradford kind of pounded on them, jumped on them early in that game, and then they had the forfeit cancel. Well, not forfeit, but the cancellation because mm-hmm. of the, second the weather and all that stuff. And, you know, I figured this would be a little bit of a tighter ball game just because, again, things get tight in the playoffs. So, you know, Bradford was able to do what they needed to do to get the victory, and they, they got up, and they were up by, you know, a score or two and kind of, you know, held on to, to hold them out, you know, with the with the 10-point win. And hopefully uh, they got a tough one coming up, though, man. I'm telling yes. you, Coco is real deal. So, Bradford, um, they, they came into this game, I think they had allowed 31 points all year, so that's – Odometers up to 48 for the Tornadoes they've allowed uh, this season. But nonetheless, Bradford Tornadoes had never won a third-round playoff game. Jamie Rogers comes in his first year in Stark and beats his alma mater, Baker County. So they are in the fourth round of the playoffs for the first time in program history. Great win there from Jamie Rogers and the Tornadoes. So the first time Baker County actually played five rounds deep into the playoffs was Jamie Rogers uh, the second year of his alma mater in 2017. So really – Cool symmetry there that he had to get that done against his former school. Region 1-2-M, Bulls 21, Reigns 14. Another good one between those guys. Um, Bulls really kind of in control of that yeah. game. It wasn't it wasn't the instant classic like we've seen, right. but it was kind of, you know, it it, it, Reigns didn't bow out and Bulls didn't blow him out and vice versa. You know, it was, I think like you said, uh, Bulls kind of was in control the whole night, it's felt. And, you know, Reigns just couldn't get enough, like we've said all year. Offensively, just been a little bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just couldn't come up with enough to, to get it going on offense. And, I, and you know, Bulls did enough. They, they, they were able to hit some – really, the ground game was pretty good for Bulls mm-hmm. uh, was Friday night. And, Ty uh, Neal has been rocking. Yeah, Ty Neal, Ty Neal was, had a nice tote game in that, in that one. And Reigns had a hard time stopping him. And, but I think uh, Reigns had a great season. But, you know, there's kind of – when you run into a Bulls team who's as well sound and coached, as, you know, as Tobin's got those guys playing mm-hmm. and then they're kind of balanced and – all that, it just, it's, it's tough. But, like I say, great season for them. But, again, this is where <laughs> I think whoever won that game was going to have a hard one the next yes. one. And, and you know, I, I think either either team would be bowing out in the next round against American Heritage Plantation. So, 21-14 Bowls. And every year Matt Toblin's been at Bowls. They've reached the state semifinals. So, we'll see if they can get over that hurdle 
Uh, last year they went on the road and lost to Coco. Great game, but just could not close things out in the second half. Um, region 1-1-M, well, let's go to Region 3-1-R first. Union County 41, Lafayette 6. Um, nice win the week before against Madison County. Beat Madison for the first time in the playoffs. They are on the road this week against Northview in the state semifinals. No surprise, Union yeah. County. Yeah, I think we're on a collision course for a Hawthorne-Union County State Championship, which was a pretty good regular season game mm-hmm. as well. That Hawthorne is undefeated. They won that game 28-21. I know it was a tight game, so I think that in a state championship game would be pretty nice. That, for that would be for that a cool one, little rematch. 1A, 1A rural, small town, you know, state championship. Cool little rematch there. And then the big one last week to me, Region 1-1-M, UC uh. 36, Trinity Christian 27. Sponge, we've talked about this game time and again. UC had not beaten Trinity since – Back-to-back wins in 91 and 92. They won state championships both of those seasons. Trinity beat UC 20-13 to in the regular season with a steady dose of Darnell Rogers and Trayon Webb. Just run, run, run. Colin Hurley, of course, was out that game with injury. They threw five passes, completed zero. So steady run, steady run. And UC flipped the script in this game. Trinity had Colin Hurley back, and he winds up throwing two pick sixes that are backbreakers yeah, in that game. They were definitely, the, you know, Obviously, we said going in, you know, you get your quarterback back, so now you can maybe throw, you know, have some balance in the game to where it's like it's not just 100% run. There's no threat to, to you know, catch passes, get downfield, all that, like kind of like the first game. And, you know, not that it was a detriment because obviously he hit some big plays, but, you know, what do we say? What do we say is the most detrimental thing in games is you cannot turn the ball over, much less – Turn it over for touchdowns. Right. You know that that is a ki- that is a killer recipe for not winning ball games when they really matter. And those two pick sixes were just flat out awful. I mean the the first one Orrell made it. I think kind of like kind of made a good play. I think he kind of tricked him a little, mm-hmm. and it, it looked like uh, they were in like a bunch set. And I don't know if he just didn't see him and just Orrell jumped it and it was out of there. The second one that Riles got, uh, he kind of like was trying to throw a little dump ball to Webb and just didn't put enough on it and kind of and just threw it right to Riles, and he was out of there, man. And yeah, was, great great plays by, yeah, by yeah, UC. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the thing I wanted to say, too, is like, you know, when it comes down to these games is, you know, like we said at Bartram, Creed Whittemore made plays, mm-hmm. you know, so you tip your cap to the other to the other team and say, Orrell Gray made, made this pick six. You know, Des Riles picked that thing off and went to the house. You know, Alford made the touchdown late in the game. So you, you say – if you want to win these games, you got to make the big play. And, you know, we did, they, Trinity didn't make enough big plays uh-huh. that night. And uh, it was a tough way to lose for sure. And I, we talked about it. Basically, the sequence before that Riles pick is what we were talking about earlier is it was the first drive of the fourth quarter going in. Trinity was down two. They get back-to-back penalties on first and five at the 23. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, it's first and 21 at the 39 or something. And Gus calls a straight nine ball. Colin throws it on a rope to Seth, and he just drops it mm-hmm. at the five-yard line. And the next play is the pick six. Yeah, and that, <laughs> to me, I, being on the UC sideline and seeing that, UC, I mean, so many of these UC Trinity games have been very similar in terms that UC can can hang for a half. They, they are slugging with Trinity for a half. But Trinity and UC have always been, for the, for the majority, have been different size schools and different size football programs. And you would see the uh, depth or the, the the bodies on the offensive or defensive line really kind of turn that game and, and flip things around. So, to me, I thought UC 
if Trinity scored there on that opening drive of the fourth quarter, it was going to be tough for yeah, them to come back. I because totally, totally agree. Because I, that, that would have put them up. They, they would have either, you know, depending on if they would have went for the extra point or went for two at that point, they'd have been up by like five or six. And then now UC might have been panicking mm-hmm. a little bit. But, you know, it's just a different – It's you're, when you're up, it's just different. Instead, they're down nine after that. Mm-hmm. Now, granted – they scored four plays later in 80 yards. Boom, boom. You know, Colin hit another big play. I think it was a Kyle. And made it another two-point game. But then now you're asking, all right, defense, I need y'all to come up with a stop. It's 29 to 27. There was still like, I want to say, nine minutes to go in the game. And what do you see do? They put together a heck of a drive. Heck of a I'm drive. I'm talking about it was a mix of running with Gray Stucky was hitting passes. Stucky on his and, feet, and, too, yeah, had about it, a 20-yard no, yeah, run. You know what? That last drive he did, I think yes. he had two scrambles. Two big runs. for like Probably like 40 yards. Two runs for like 40, which you know kept the drive going. And then you know the, this was the other big thing. It just When it's not your night, it's not your night. For some reason, Orell just fumbles one. And Johnny on the spot, Mr. Alford, right on top of it. Two plays later. Fade ball, touchdown. Now you're up double digits, and that is all she wrote. Yeah, so many. There were so many plays in that game. The the football guys were with UC for sure, and like I say, sometimes it's just like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you get. It's better to be lucky than good sometimes in in the game of football because when you get those breaks, you got to take advantage of them, and they they did every. They took advantage of everything, and hats off to them. Like I say, they they made the plays when they needed to, because that was a heck of a throw and catch two plays later to Mm -hmm. offered in the end zone on on my boy Jake Jones. So, like I say, they they. They did what they needed to do to win the game, and Trinity didn't. It was a very good back-and-forth game, and you wish you could kind of sit there and just really appreciate that game. Yeah, it was a heck heck of a ball game. It just back-and-forth, back-and-forth, and, and, you know, Trinity Christian, I think they get a Darnell Rogers touchdown run to get to within 22-20. They go for two. Luke Thomas absolutely smothers. Maybe it was a Trayon touchdown run, and Darnell ran for two, and and Luke Thomas snuffed it out. I mean, you get that, and it's 22-all game. Just so many good plays in that game. Orell fumbles. UC gets it back. Um, I mean, Kyle Bolston had a great game for Trinity Christian, so so many good plays so many impact plays in that game, and UC just made more. And that DeSirio Riles play to me was an unbelievable momentum swing. Again, I, I said to you, I think that if Trinity gets in the end zone there, I think that has a potential to be a kill shot in that yeah. game. Uh, dude, it, I'm telling you, if 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 Seth, I'm not going to blame Seth or put it all on him, but if he catches that ball, I think Trinity wins the game. So mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's just there, now there was still plenty of time that plays out. You know, obviously the pick six happened, but they scored and made it a two point game again. Your defense gets a stop. You know, you go down. Maybe Seth kicks a game winner and field goal. You know, mm-hmm. but you know that was Gus dialed up a good play call. You know, they just didn't execute it. And then the very next play call, you know, the quarterback made a bad throw, and you know, the end result is a turnover for a touchdown, and you're down by two scores. It was so. yeah, I, I do. I, to me, I think if you're if you're UC in that situation, having to play from behind for the first time all yeah. game yeah, they were in, in the con- fourth they, quarter. Yeah, they were in control. All of a sudden, it gets flipped. I'm telling you, you start pressing, you get a little panicky. Then maybe Stucky throws a bad ball mm-hmm. and gets picked or something. You know, it just it just it's one of those things where the game. You know, that I think what that did was that when they got the pick six, you could just feel like, man, this thing is. It, was, it felt like it was over. Right. Like, it, like that was the, that was their kill shot. Now, granted, again, four plays later, 80 yards, Trinity cuts it back to two. Right. So you're like, all right, now they're back in it. But it was just 
that last that fourth quarter was you know just such a good good stuff. Such a good what good, you want to see ball. from it, that's what I'm saying. Friday Night Lights, man. That's it's good what stuff. you want to see in a regional final game between two rivals. And I talked to David Penland third after that game, and he said this is the one that's kind of been hanging over my head and been been haunting me. So, you know, we've had Trinity Christian before, and they've just they've beat us every mm-hmm. single time. And yeah. you look at that 17 game losing streak to Trinity Christian. Uh, UC, again, had always been maybe little brother to, to Trinity just because, again, smaller school, winning state titles and smaller classifications. And, you know, UC won most of its titles mm-hmm. in the, you know, 2A when, in, yeah. in, you know, 2A and, you know, through 2000. I mean, Trinity had really kind of flipped things over. UC was that team of the 20th century. Yeah. Trinity Christian was the team of the 21st century in terms of state championships. Uh, but uh, University of Christian just had not scaled that Trinity Christian wall um, you know, David Penland III said, you know, I wanted to beat Bowles. We beat Bowles in 2019. I wanted to end this losing streak to Charlton County. They did that this year. But he knew, I, I talked to him at media day before the season, <laughs> you knew you had to go through Trinity Christian. Yep. And that's what you want. You want to get, be able to go through, yep. uh, say you beat the best team. And um, he did say that the kids wanted Trinity Christian in the regional final. They did not want OCP in the regional final. They wanted to prove that they could beat Trinity Christian, have that ch- have that challenge, and they answered the bell this time, Definitely. and uh, credit to UC. And, again, Trinity Christian, too. They were 11-0 and 0 and uh, been our number one team all season long, but a great chapter in that rivalry for UC and Trinity Christian. That's one I think we're going to remember for quite some time on both sides of that. Sponge, let's go ahead and talk about Final Four. It is some crazy matchups this week, and um, – you look at the matchups this week, and let's let's go through them in first two, the Metro Division. Uh, we have Lakewood at Miami Central in in one of the four A or two M matchups. And Bowles. That's gonna be a blowout, by the way. And, yeah, exactly. Miami Central, one of the Dude, top teams Miami in the country. Central is like that. And then uh, Bowles at American Heritage. So um, Bowles and Heritage have a little bit of, of history. They've played uh, a few times, and Corky Rogers was head coach, and I believe they split those uh, matchups. Sony Michelle was on uh, yeah. on those guys back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bowles, they they they've been in the state semifinals year after year after year with Matt Tobin. It's fourth year in a row. Can they go down to Plantation American Heritage with a rebuilt team? There's no Cade Fru on this team. There's uh, there's no Hayden Schwartz. There's no Jack Pyburn. This is a new team of Bowles guys. Um, some may say they've overachieved this year, but. Again, I think you got one of the best coaching staffs from top to bottom in the area. They've won games that they probably shouldn't have won, um, and they've lost games they probably shouldn't have lost, like the Bishop Kennedy game. Can you go on the road to Plantation, Patrick Sertan and the boys down there, can you knock them off in their backyard and get to a state championship game? Quite simply, no. You don't think so? Okay. <laughs> not, not at all. I, AMH Plantation is loaded again, as usual, and uh, – they're, they've got stars all, all across. The, I, I've, I've watched Brandon Ennis since he was in the eighth grade, and he's been a terror. The problem, the problem with him is he's been playing receiver. He's, he's a receiver, a legit receiver, five-star, committed to Ohio State. He, he's had to play quarterback the last several years, so it kind of like you know, limited him to where he's just a wildcat guy. Now they finally got a quarterback over there, and now he's playing his natural position of receiver, and he's killing it as usual, over 1,000-yard receiver, and they've got a thousand yard back in Mark Fletcher, who was a, another Ohio State commit, who's now decommitted, and now he's they're thinking he's either a Florida or Miami lean. And then they've got two five star, four star corner and safety, and Fagan and Damari Brown. And so like those guys, 
they've got the makeup of just the studs on that team. I looked at I looked at the numbers offensively, and they talk about balance. They've rushed or they've thrown for twenty five hundred and rushed for twenty eight hundred. So I just think they're I think they just got way too much. They got the horses. You know, you talk about when Bowles played, you know, Trinity and played Benedictine mm-hmm. and played Brunswick. Those teams just were better. I feel like American Heritage is way better. Now, not to say that Bowles just can't can't do what they can do, but I just I just don't see it happening with the makeup of the offense mm-hmm. that we're talking about with Bowles. You know, DJ's still trying to develop that receiving game where it's like, you know, where it's killer. Now, they've got, they've got some players. Like, you know, if Naeem can – get loose and Cox can get up the seam at the tight end spot. And if Neil can keep on running the ball like he has, great. That's what they need for sure. But I just don't think defensively, this is not one of your better bowls teams. Like you just said, those guys are gone. I think American Heritage can score. They score in the 40s. Mm-hmm. So can bowl score 40? I just don't think so. Yeah. I, you know, Matt Toblin, when he was at Pontevedra, yeah, he played, he faced played. American Heritage he in the game. And I remember asking Patrick Sertan after that game about – Nick he, Trani. He didn't even he didn't even know how to say Pontevedra, man. <laughs> My boy Pat Sertain was like Pontevedra or what? He was like, I don't know who these guys are, but they, they no they they Tr- came out Tronti they, and the boy, port, they, they were that was, a, that was a shocker because we were we when I was at Trinity we were um that Friday that Friday we played we played Saturday that Friday we were at UCF doing our walkthrough and we had our phones on and we were watching you know checking out what was going on and we we're like dude Pontevedra is banging with American Airs right mm-hmm. now. Like Tronny's throwing his thing, they were hitting little 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 screen passes. They're fourteen zero in like was, the blink of an eye. They were onside kicks. They, they you know let it all hang out. And like I said, they, they had a shot and they just they they didn't pull it out, but they definitely put a name on to where I guarantee you, Sertain knows that Toblin can coach a team mm-hmm. up. So and that's you know after the game he mentioned asked about you know the game the back and forth that they expect it to be like that and he you know dropped a few expletives in there and <laughs> endorsed uh, Nick Trani for a massive scholarship and he had a win of Mr. Football that year and remarked just how well coached that Pontevedra team was I mean this is an American Heritage team that probably looked at Pontevedra and made some assumptions and said we're going to smoke these guys by 30 in this mm-hmm. game yeah and you know, I saw Heritage take Clay apart, or Baker oh, County yeah, apart. Good. Yes, and, man, you know, I, I saw him yeah. take Clay apart, yes. too. Uh, it's like 66-8 in, yeah. in that game. So, they're a good team. And I think for Bowles, I think Bowles is, is so well coached, though, I think this game is closer than uh, than you people realize. I can't see Bowles going down there, even though it looks like a, a route. Um, but I can't see them going down there and losing – you know, 45 to 7. I think this is a closer game. I do think it's a tough one for Bowles to go on the road and win down there in Plantation. But uh, nonetheless, I do think they have a chance in that game. Um, I don't know if I would go ahead and and say they're going to win that game. So I like Miami Central in the other game. I I do think it's going to be Central and Heritage for that 2M state championship. In 1M, uh, True North and Shamanah Madonna. I think Shamanad can name its score against True North. And then Clearwater Central at UC. Can you see win that game? I think so. I looked at you know uh, Trinity. We've played a lot of games against CCC, mm-hmm. and we we were successful against those guys. They were always really good. They were well coached too. I'm not sure if that coach retired because he had been there for a long time at Clearwater Central Catholic, but they're always good down there, and they they bang with a lot of teams. But I, looking at this year's team, looking at their schedule and who they played, they had a pretty good record, but they ended up losing to some teams. I, I want to say they. I think they lost to Trinity Catholic, and they they beat Jesuit though. And Jesuit, you know, was good last year, but 
I think Jesuits a little down, even though they're still in the playoffs right now in the Final Four down there as well. But I just think UC right now, I think you, you can't have a letdown now after you beat Trinity. You can't go, all right, we 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 knocked the the, the champ off, now let's and then have a, a letdown. So that that's going to be the big thing that that Penland's going to have to get those guys geared up to be like, hey. We did knock off Trinity now, but we've got a bigger goal to get to the state championship. So you, you want to say, no, you know, don't let down. You get, you're at home, which is good. And I just think right now the, the way Oriel Gray is playing on offense, running the ball, I mean, his numbers are stupid, man. Yeah, he's it, – to me – Almost 2,000 yards rushing, you know, 20 – some 30 touchdowns. Third, yeah, he's – to got, me, he is unquestionably it, the top player in the area. It, definitely. Um yeah, we were. I know we we're going to talk about like our best players in the area. He, I, he's the guy right now on both of our lists, probably. But anyways, the uh, I think the development of Stucky and offered the offered connection is what's what's gaining some ground to help help them have some balance to where it's like, hey, it's not just on number four. We can throw it a little bit, and so you know, defensively they've been pretty stout all year. So I, I'm like I say, I'm not afraid of Clearwater Central Catholic. I thought either I thought Trinity or UC would win that game. Mm-hmm. Now. After that, we'll we'll talk yeah. later. But, but but uh, I think what's made UC so good is what you just said is Dwayne Stuckey, Janoa Alford. Yeah. Again, with Desirio Riles back there at quarterback, mm-hmm. which they've had, you're a running team. Yeah. You may throw seven, eight passes a game with Desirio back mm-hmm. there, and he won some won some big games for him. But the the fact that you moved Desirio to defense, where he is a hellaciously record, good record. playmaker there. You add a guy who can pass the ball. Yeah, they had Clay Boyd back at quarterback, and who was good, who could throw it mm-hmm. um, during uh, one of their state championship appearances. Um, but again, the ability to pass the ball, and Genoa's got maybe nine, ten touchdown catches this year. And Stucky got eleven. He's got seven hundred sixty-one yards and eleven. Wow. TDs. Okay. So <laughs> when's the last time you see receiver yeah. had eleven uh, touchdowns yeah, exactly. this season? I'm, tell- I, I'm trying to think back right now. You know, we talk about those UC Trinity rivalry games and like. Thinking back, I, I don't, I couldn't tell you who the last best quarterback to put numbers up like this uh, has been. I, I, I mean, Clay Boyd was good, but he was that dual purpose guy. Yeah, uh, you know, a, a lot more lethal with his legs and the ability to throw the ball like they have with Orrell Gray in the backfield, who's capable of. I mean, obscene kind of numbers running the ball. Yeah, he could be your best receiver too. That's the cra- like, and you line him up wherever you want to. It is um, that is really unlocked UC. So I think they got better on defense by putting Desirio over there full time. I think they got a lot better on offense with Genoa coming in and Dwayne Stuckey being able to throw the ball. So I do think UC is a far more multi-dimensional than they've been in mm-hmm. in as long as I can remember. Definitely throwing the ball. Like I say, they gave Trinity fits, man. Mm-hmm. Offense, like they they were able to. That last drive, for example, mix it up. You got quarterback scrambles. You got runs. You got th- you know, you offered eight out there, and you know, th- yeah, that Trinity got or UC got the two pick sixes, which is free fourteen points, which is great, you know. But UC's offense did damage when they needed to do keep mm-hmm. drives going, move the ball, you know, eat up some clock, all that stuff. So like, I just feel like they they have the makeup of uh, handling. Uh, this Friday night's game against a Clearwater team, who you know I think is a good team, but again, what do you got to do? You got to take care of the football. Don't turn it over. Don't have penalties. Don't do stupid stuff. And if you play a clean game, which I think they're capable of doing, because Penland's had them play clean pretty much all season, so I think they get the win Friday and move on to the state championship. I yeah, I think UC wins that game at home, which is nice. Uh, moving into suburban. Columbia at Lake Wales, Lake Wales 13-0, Mainland at Dunbar. 
Does Columbia's Road end here? I don't, see, I, what's weird is I looked at Lake Wales' um, schedule. Yeah, they're 13-0, and 0, but, you know, since since they did this split of the Suburban and Metro now, looking at the teams they played, me remembering some of these teams, it's not impressive. Like, if they had a tougher schedule, they might be 9-3 and three as well. I think, you know, the way Columbia, they're kind of like destiny right now. They're playing good ball. It's just that offense, man, is just – when you look at the numbers, it just doesn't make sense. I know. It like, so doesn't make I, sense. I'm like, they, they are definitely a defensive rock-solid team, and it's shown up, and that's what the defense carries, defense travels, all that. So, defensively, they got to play good. But, man, I just feel like Tyler Jefferson and those guys, Tolliver. And, you should be ringing up 35, like, 40 points. Yeah, I, I, so don't, you, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they, you know, they, I, they've obviously, we've said, put it together, but maybe they put it together even more and get this win, which I think they can do, and then – Really and truly, Mainland, Mainland's been a pretty good team, and Dunbar's been a pretty good team, but neither one of those are, like, powerhouse, like, right. killers. So, like, Lake City might be your state champion, man. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, like I feel like they ha- – I almost feel like they have the best shot. If they can beat Lake Wales, I feel like they can they can bang with Dunbar and Daytona Beach Mainland. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can't look ahead, but I feel like if Lake City – they're capable. Ab- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. and they've been capable for me. They were like our top, you know, top yeah, fourteen start, yeah, for me. Exactly. So no, I-, um, I went out to, to Lake City earlier this week and you know asked Demetri Jackson said what what was it about this team? I mean, you guys beginning of the season really struggled. I mean, you lose, get ripped by Buholtz, Understandable, yeah. Buholtz a good team, and then you go to Union County and lose in Union County. And to me, that that was an almost inexcusable loss. No disrespect to Union County, even though they're in the state semifinals, but Again, you're Columbia. You don't go to one, yeah. you know. No, when you're Lake City, Columbia, you don't lose, lose to Union County, even if Union County is yeah. balling. You yeah, know? so I you know, asked asked Demetric about it, and um, he said, yeah, they, the alumni base, people in the community, let them have it. And that was um, a really kind of a come-to-Jesus moment for, for the Tigers football program saying, we got to turn things around. We mm-hmm. can't get beat by 1A schools, no matter the 1A school. And uh, it was interesting to hear his thoughts on really what helped turn this season around. Let's take a listen to that right now. Um, I really believe it was the loss at uh, Lake Butler. Um, that was a game that we all felt that we should have won. And for whatever reason, there was multiple reasons we didn't win that game. But um, we was called out. We was called out by some former players, for, for people in the community, saying this is not Tiger football. And we all knew that. Um, we stepped up um, some of the things we were doing, you know, uh, and we turned down, turned the turnovers down. I mean, that's some things that we was hurting us um, offensively. We began to trust what we were teaching. Um, the players started, you know, playing hard. They was always playing hard, but it just kind of wasn't giving that extra effort. And I think that loss at Union really humbled us um, and put things in perspective. Like, listen, there's no game given to you. You got to come out ready to go. And our mindset from then on out. Um, was, you know, it's a, us against the world. Nobody gave us a shot. Nobody cared anything about us. Um, and I'm proud of the resilience of our players. I'm proud of how each player and each coach held everyone else um, accountable for their actions. And um, it's relayed on to how we're playing now. Yeah, so I'm with you, Splint. I do think Columbia has a good shot in this game. And uh, it will be interesting to see if they can get in that state title game. Tigers players are extremely confident and uh, really think they can go in and win this game, and they have a date with a state championship game. That's the mood out there in Lake City. Class 2S, uh, Bishop Verreau at Florida High, and then Coco at Bradford. 
the Bradford game, one we're circling on there. And can they do it? Can they get in that state championship game? I, I, you know, I've been on – we've been on Bradford all year, and we've, we've talked about how great that defense has been, how many shutouts they had and all that. And then the big question was, can their offense generate enough, you know, to score to score points and, and you know, win ball games? And they did that all year. This Coco team is – like I say, I, the kid who plays quarterback, Blake Boda is the kid's name. He played a seven-on-seven for one of my buddies who runs one of the Orlando teams. So I've seen him, you know, in seven on, on the circuit. He has absolutely tore it up this year. I, I don't know if you've seen his numbers. Have you seen the kids' mm-hmm. numbers? <laughs> He's thrown for three thousand four hundred forty-four yards and forty-five touchdowns. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and, 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 and on the flip side of that, they've also run the ball for like fifteen or two grand on the ground. And then their three losses are two major respectful teams: Jones, who's in the Final Four, St. Thomas Aquinas, who's in the Final Four, and they lost to Eight A Seminole. In overtime, so they've played. They've played some dudes, mm-hmm. and just you know, looking at it, you know, we talked about the other games. I just feel like Coco's got more dudes. They got more horses. I think they can score. We've seen a little bit of chinks in the armor in that Bradford defense. They have not played an offense like this at all. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You look at their schedule. No way. No, they they have not seen an offense like this. So the question is, can their offense come to the table and get into a shootout? Almost in a sense, you know. Because you'll get stops and you'll be in the game. But, you know, it's one of those games where all of a sudden what you haven't seen, that adversity where all of a sudden Coco's up 14 nothing, and now you're pressing. And now you're like, oh, we're, we're doing things different than what we want to do. And the next thing you know, you're down 28-7 and then it just kind of trickled mm-hmm. down. And so I just – I think Coco's got too much. And I think they knocked Bradford off, man. Interesting. Okay, Bradford's kind of been our dark horse this yeah. season. and. Uh, came from unranked in our rankings and been a top, really top three team. Uh, pretty a pretty good portion of the latter half of the season. Class 1R, we've talked about uh, Bluntstown going to Hawthorne and Union County going to Northview over in the Panhandle. I, I, Northview's 12-0, and 0, but I'm going gonna, gonna to take Union in that Northview's game. Northview's terrible. We played them like several years ago. They, they don't play any kind of football out there in the rural area of the Pensacola Panhandle. Oh man, sponge so, shots fired! Shots fired to the on Northview. Come get me. <laughs> okay, no. let's so let's look uh, look at at these schedules this week. We've got uh, you know two two local teams in the Metro Division still left standing, and in the uh, Suburban we've got two teams, and in the Rural we have one team. We got six teams. Sponge still hanging around. If you if you give me a number, how many of these guys play for titles? I'm thinking Lake City. And UC, and that's it. No, okay, no Columbia. No, that's it. Lake Lake City. City. Okay, Lake City. Yeah, Lake City, Columbia, and Union uh, University Christian. And obviously, I think UC and Hawthorne, Union County and Hawthorne are going to play for state. Okay, so you got three of the teams going. I would say three teams. I would I would give three teams too. I think UC wins. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say Bradford wins. All right, and uh, and I'll say uh, Columbia wins. So I'll take. um, I'm gonna say you got the Stark boys. That's fine. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I'll say four and two at a at an extreme. So four and two at, at max for me. Three and three at worst. So I do think we get uh, we get half of those teams at a minimum going to the state championships the next couple weeks. I know those Lake City boys are fired up about that. They were talking the other day to me about going to Fort Lauderdale and playing to drive Pink Stadium. So they're hungry and excited yeah. to go out there and. Uh, would be cool to see like a Union County team that hasn't played for a title in a while uh, get out there. I think things are probably too steep of a road for Bowles yeah. um, to win that game. But, again, strange things have happened. 
And um, But I do think we're going to have a few teams heading to the state championship games in the next two weeks. That is it for another edition of the Varsity Podcast. Justin Barney and Sponge Franklin will chat with you next week, hopefully talking about some state championship game appearances. <laughs>